0: such a just just such a privilege we're just here to serve you guys i just want you to know that we're here to serve you guys and we submit to the pastoral office we were discussing songs in the back and um and really i submit to what she does what she wants And if she says, okay, well, what do you want? Then I know I can say something. But other than that, she's the head of the church here in this part. She listens to Jesus. She does what Jesus says. And then she directs this body and the way to go. So I come in and I submit right to her immediately. And I just want to just honor you and thank you. You are the highest office in the local church. And uh, I submit to you and I I thank you for your service so much because it's not easy. (laughs) It's not easy. There's a gift for it but it's still a lot of work. And I I had posted something, and we're going to bring it up since the Lord just put it on my heart again. I posted something the other day on Facebook. And I said that Billy Graham ministered to the presidents, many, many presidents of the United States of America, but he never coveted their office. He came in and he served them. He did what he needed to do. And then he went back to what God told him to do. He was a supportive minister to the presidents of the United States. So just as we support the pastoral office here, we don't covet the office. We just support it. And we do what God's told us to do. Because if you're coveting the office, you're in a bad spot. If you're coveting the office of the pastoral office here, you're in a bad spot. Just back up, repent. It's really easy. And, um, and just tell the Lord you're sorry and then how can I be a better supportive minister? Okay, so um, it's um, it's very important. I can tell, I can just tell, by the way, it's on my heart right now um, that it needs to be taken care of and you need to just do it with the Holy Spirit. It's easy. It's really easy. Just tell the Lord you're sorry and you didn't understand. I mean, there were things I did that I didn't understand. And um, to my my senior pastor who I followed and submitted under and served and supported. And there were many things I didn't understand that she did as well. And um, driving down here actually this morning, the Lord was reminding me of a few of those things where I had missed a great opportunity to be a supportive minister. And I was coveting the call of God on my life to move faster uh, than it was happening. And so um, just wanted just to... Just to tell you that God is full of grace and mercy and compassion and love. And, and he ha- extends his grace and his mercy uh, towards each and every one of us. Um, and when something's brought up, you just smile. Nobody knows it's you, right? Isn't that what we always hear? You just smile. Nobody knows that God's talking to you specifically. I don't know who it is. I just don't have to bring it up. That's it. It's all I know. So it's between you and God now and just take care of it. So praise the Lord. Okay, wasn't expecting that. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So let's just uh, go back to something's moving, something's changing. Amen. Something is moving. Something is moving. And I'll tell you what's moving. It's the spirit of God. And the enemy is raising his ugly head so aggressively because the time is short. The time is really coming at hand. And that's why we're seeing all these aggressive things coming into action. All these evil, not that I'm saying that the black movement is bad, but there's um, people who are taking the other side of it. And they're, they're saying they're part of that movement. And they're doing things that are not right. They're not good. Who goes around throwing people out of their car and beating them? Who does that? It's an evil spirit. It's demonic. And the enemy's raising his ugly head because he knows the time is at hand for the Lord's return. And he's just becoming more aggressive. It says in the Word of God that it will be like that. So something is moving and something is changing. And so we need to be empowered with the Holy Spirit in order to combat those things, in order to s- withstand those things that are coming. We have redemption. We have, have salvation in Jesus Christ. We're going to heaven. Praise God. We're going to heaven. But there's something more. There is something more. He wants his children to perpetuate the kingdom of God that means to continue on in the activities that he was ministering in that Jesus Christ himself came and did and ministered and so the healings and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit he wants us to demonstrate he wants us to continue and perpetuate to continue in those things and how do we do those things I'll tell you it's not just by being born again it's not there is a second power that comes upon a believer and it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And some people hear about this and they think, I think my mom just heard about speaking in tongues and was beside herself all her life until she was filled with the Holy Spirit (laughs) and she had a full prayer language. Full prayer language. I didn't get a full prayer language when I got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I got like a few words. I mean, that was about it. Sounds like gibberish, my husband says. My husband teaches about it. And he says it sounds like baby talk. It just sounds like baby talk. And so you just got to start. You just got to do it and put it somewhere and just put it into action because that's where the empowerment to stand as a Christian comes from. There are people who are not empowered with the Holy Spirit. And man, it is a tough walk to walk in righteousness all by your lonesome. I'll tell you in the flesh the flesh is weak it's weak but your heart desires it so you struggle and you battle with your flesh because your heart desires to walk in the righteousness and the goodness of Jesus Christ and flow in the giftings and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit but you don't have the empowerment you're just born again you know you see it you understand it You know that there's greater things for you because the scales have been removed from your eyes, as they were like with Paul in the road to Damascus. I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me pray. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ and I lift up these people to you, Father God, and myself. I pray, Father God, as I declare your word of truth to them that you, Holy Spirit, teach each person individually, Father God, as they need to hear it, as they need to receive it. And I thank you, Father God, that scales are removed from their eyes, Lord, that they can see the goodness and the redemption of your salvation. But not only that, but the empowerment that you left us with as well. You even said that you're going to go to the Father and tell the Father, Father God, they need it. Give them the Holy Spirit. Just give it to them, Lord. They need it to walk this life. So we thank you, Father God, for our redemptions, for salvations. We thank you for healings, and we thank you, Holy Spirit, for empowering us, each of us individually, that we may walk out salvation and restoration in our lives. We thank you for it. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. So your scales have been removed from your eyes. You can see the kingdom of heaven you guys can see salvation you can see redemption you can see those things you can see miracles you can see signs you can see wonders they're happening all over the scriptures you see those things taking place we are supposed to demonstrate those things to the community around you to be walking in his favor and grace is just like heaven on earth just like heaven on earth there is uh there is the prayer is it matthew 6 it is oh my goodness praise god it was right there oh i had my paper in it <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> all right praise the lord all right so there's a prayer in matthew 6 and disciples are asking jesus and they're asking jesus lord how do we sh- teach us how to pray as john the baptist's disciples pray and it starts in let's start with um verse 8 it says therefore do not be like the pharisees for they for your father knows the things that you have need before you ask of him. So don't ask for, you know, don't, you don't have to say a bunch of stuff to God. You just need to get to the point. Just get to the point when you're looking for something, when you're in need of something. When you're in fellowship with God and you're just communing with him, talk, be quiet, share, don't share. But when you're in prayer and you're endeavoring for some things and you're looking for some things to happen in your life, don't, worry, don't use so many words. Just get to the point. Because he knows that you have need of certain things. But he says, start out like this. Pray in this manner. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So Father God, you are holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I wanted to ask you guys a little bit about heaven. In heaven, do you think that there is crying and anguish? No, it's a place of peace and joy, right? So as it is in heaven... It's to be here on earth. Peace and joy and comfort in the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you, when you're in the Holy Ghost, all chaos can be happening around you. And when you got the Holy Ghost, the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, you can literally rest in peace. You just And people are looking at you like, you're crazy. Don't you see what's happening? And you're like, yeah, but I'm okay. Because I know I'm okay. God's just going to handle this. I just know it because I talk to him about it. And he promises he is for me, right? And so the empowerment of the Holy Spirit is huge. And God wants his will in heaven as it is in heaven. And he wants it here on earth. And he wants it within you as well. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. Remember, remember we're all messing up. Don't think to yourself that, you know, just because you made a mistake, you're off the righteous block or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're still good. You're okay. You're still okay. Just tell them, God, I messed up. Repentance is not a, oh my God, oh Lord, I messed up. You know, I, I, that's salvation. When I came to God and I was saved, man, it shredded my heart. I was weeping and tearful. I was so guilt-ridden. I was struck bit with just a heart of remorse. Just a heart of remorse. And then when I learned about redemption, I learned that I can say, ah, okay, I messed up. And then you take it and you turn and you leave that sin back there and you walk this way again with God. It's turning away from those things, okay? So that's walking away from those sins. You gotta walk away from those sins. And it says, and do not, so you're asking God, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So if you're being tempted, you're being tempted by the enemy. But God has deliverance for you. He says, don't go in the way of darkness. Don't go in the way of evildoers, doers. Right? So that's how he's going to lead you out of those, those situations. And then you say, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Forever. 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 Something's moving and something's changing. And it's to see his glory as it is in heaven here on earth. But there's got to be an empowerment of the Holy Spirit in order to walk out redemption and salvation in your life. You can't do it of yourself. The flesh is weak. Man, the flesh is a terrible, terrible sort. <laughs> it's just awful. You know, it wants to do all the things that you know you shouldn't be doing. And that's what it wants to do. And so you've got to get your spirit in line with the Spirit of God and then get your mind renewed with the Word of God. Get those two in agreement and your flesh will move right along with it. Amen? Amen. All right, I want to look at... Um, the kingdom of heaven on earth. And I want to look at a few things that it looks like. Let's look at Acts 8, chapter 4. And this was right after Saul, who became the apostle Paul, was persecuting the churches everywhere. And he was wreaking havoc in the church, entering into every house, dragging off men and women and committing them to prison because they believed in Jesus Christ. So verse 4 says, Therefore those who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ to them. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Was Philip Jesus? No. No. Philip wasn't Jesus. But he did miracles. They were hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So they were hearing something as well. They heard things. They heard things. They heard things in the Spirit. They heard things in the Spirit. And then they saw miracles. Maybe they heard Him speaking in tongues. They heard things. I don't know. doesn't say that. I'm just saying that they heard things. And He walked in miracles. Verse 7. For unclean spirits crying out with a voice... crying crying with a loud voice came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed and there was great joy in that city great joy these are the things we should be walking in as a believer we should be walking in these things let's go down to uh, verse 15 who when they had come down prayed for them oh excuse me okay let's start at 14 now when the apostles who were at jerusalem heard that samaria had received the word of god they sent peter and john to them who when they had come down prayed for them that they might receive the holy spirit well wait a minute didn't it just say that they believed up above and you know when verse four when philip was working in the miracles and they heeded everything so they believed that means they were born again at that point in time so when they heard that Jerusalem had received or excuse, Jerusalem had heard that Samaria received the Word of God, they sent down Peter and John to them, who, when they, meaning Peter and John, had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 16, "For as yet he had not fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. There is a second empowering of the Holy Spirit. There is a born-again salvation, redemption. And then to walk out your redemption, you need the strength and the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I'll tell you, the Lord ministered to me one time about the Holy Spirit. Not one time, many times, but this is one particular time. And I I was so grateful that Jesus went to the Father and said, Father, he says, I'm going to go to the Father and I'm going to tell the Father, I'm going to pray the Father to send you the Holy Spirit. So Jesus went to the Father and said, "Father, send them the Holy Spirit. They need the same Holy Spirit that I had in order to walk out the things that they're going to need to walk out. They can't do it in themselves. They can't do it in their own strengths. They can't." When Peter was in the garden, Peter when Jesus was in the garden praying, he was strengthened by angels. He was strengthened by the Holy Spirit of God ministering to him what was about to happen showing him things to come and then he walked out to Peter and James and they were snoozing they were sleeping right because they didn't have that empowerment of the Holy Spirit they didn't have that thing that just supernaturally comes upon you to help you do the will of God concerning the person standing in front of you when Jesus was talking to the woman at the well and the disciples went to go get food and Jesus came, and they came back to Jesus, and they're like, "Jesus, don't you need to eat?" And he's like, "You have no idea. <laughs> I, this is my food. this is my meat, because it, it's so sustaining to do the will of God when you've been empowered with the Holy Spirit, to minister to that person in front of you by the Spirit of God, not because of you, but because you're willing to yield to the Spirit of God. It, you, you need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you power and fire and a hunger and a thirst like, like nothing ever before. There's people who know religion. They know they need to be right with God. And then you get the Holy Spirit and you just are in love with God. And you want to do everything you can for God because of that empowerment has touched you so deeply that you know there's a tangible God that we serve and if you're not feeling the tangible presence of God you need a touch of the Holy Spirit you need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues the evidence of speaking in tongues I want to go to uh, my favorite one of my favorites I want to go to Cornelius Acts 10 Cornelius what a guy What a guy. This is how faithful God is. God's so, so faithful. It's a really long story. But I'm going to start an account. Excuse me, it's not a story. It's a very long account. Because they repeat it three times. The the entire story is repeated. The entire account is repeated like three times from... Uh, Acts 10 from like 1 all the way through um, to 11 and just keeps repeating and repeating and repeating. Did you know that the mouth of two or three witnesses every word is established? Do you know when something is mentioned three times in the word of God? It is like take it to the bank. You can write a check on it. It is no doubt solid fact. Sometimes you have little things um, that are just you're like okay there it was this lonely scripture all by itself because we were I- they were imperfect people writing the scriptures but they were moved by the Holy Spirit, okay? But they were still imperfect. So you might have something in there that's like, okay, what was that? But it's not confirmed anywhere else in the word. You can just recognize that that was a human person being led by the Holy Spirit writing the scriptures and he just missed it for a sec. It's not a big deal. Don't make a major doctrine over it and don't say that the Bible is is fallible because of it. Okay? It's just human. That's all, all right? But these people were moved by the Spirit of God who wrote these scriptures, just like we are moved by the Spirit of God when we proclaim the Word of God to you. And when you proclaim the Word of God to people around you, it should be because of the Holy Spirit, not because your flesh thinks you have to do it, because I have to do something. I have to go knock on the door. I have to get so many saved. No, you have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have to be led by the Holy Spirit. Baptism of the Holy Spirit is serious, serious stuff. You need it. So Cornelius and I think I'm going to read most of this, but anyway, verse 24. And the day, and the following day, they entered Caesarea. Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them. So Cornelius, uh, I just, gosh, I just guess I need to read. I don't want to read the whole story. Lord, do you want me to read the whole story? <laughs> I am reading the whole story. I just looked at the clock. Okay, so we're going to start at verse one. It's so good, you guys. It's so, it's so good, and it's totally about the Holy Spirit. Chapter 10, verse one. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a a centurion of what was called the Italian Regiment, a devout man and one who feared God, meaning honored God, with all his household, who gave alms or offerings generously to the people and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayers and your giving have come up for a memorial before God. Isn't that fun? Did you know that your offerings and your prayers for people come up as a memorial before God? Isn't that cool? If, it, if he did it for Cornelius, that's exactly what happens to you. When you give an offering, when you give your tithes to the storehouse, your house, house of God that you come to, those things are brought before God. You're really giving it to God, not man. Right? Right? When you're praying for people you're not you're praying for the person but you go to god on their behalf and he moves on their behalf amen Amen? so side trail bunny squirrel is that what that's called (laughs) and then we're going to verse five so this is what the angel says he says now send men to joppa and send for simon whose surname is peter he is lodging with simon a tanner whose house is by the sea he will tell you what you must do And when the angel who spoke to him had departed, Cornelius called two of his household servants and a devout soldier from among those who waited on him continually. So when he had explained all these things to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, this is how the Holy Spirit works. You've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit for these things to happen in your life. Um, And I'll give you a prime example of what just happened uh, between Pastor Sharon and I. The next day, As they went on their journey and drew near to the city, Peter went up to the housetop to pray about the sixth hour. Then he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they made ready, he fell into a trance, or he fell into, um, like, the Spirit of God, you know, basically. He got into the presence of God, is what happened. When you see the word trance, don't think he was hypnotized or anything like that. He was just succumbed by the presence of God, okay? And saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet, bound with four corners descending to him and let down to the earth. In it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creepy thing, wild beasts and creepy things and birds of the air. And a voice came to him, rise Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, not so, Lord. Oh, Peter knew the Lord was talking to him. Isn't that fun? For I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice spoke to him a second time saying, what well, God has cleansed, you must not call call common. Now this was done three times. What I say about three times? You can take it home. You can take it to the bank. It is a sure thing God is speaking to you. It's confirmed. I'll say something from the pulpit. Pastor Sharon might say something from the pulpit. You're in prayer. God's talking to you. You hear something. You think it's like, hmm, is that really for me? I don't know. And then Pastor Sharon says it from the pulpit. You're like, oh dang, there's your two. That's your two witnesses right there. God is speaking to you clearly about something. Okay? Take it seriously. Take it to the bank. Take it seriously. Pray about it. Ask the Lord, what more? What more do you have for me regarding this word that you have given to me that's now been confirmed twice? The word told me, and then the pastor told me from the pulpit. She doesn't know what God's telling you. She just preaches. It's the Holy Spirit. So this was done three times. And the object was taken up to heaven again. Verse 17. Now, why Peter wondered within himself what this vision which he had seen meant Behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius's has made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. There they are. The guy's from Cornelius's house. And Peter's up on the rooftop. He's not quite sure what's going on. Here we go. Here's my explanation of the Holy Spirit. Pastor Sharon and I are definitely filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So she, the Holy Spirit told her to ask me if I had a song. Well, I had a song, but she didn't ask me right away because she just, she just didn't, which is okay. And so, and I had a song and the Holy Spirit told me to tell her. And I'm like, well, I don't wanna bug her, it's her church. You know, this is her place, I submit to her, right? So we both didn't respond. Shame on us, right? But that's okay, because God is full of grace and mercy. See, everybody misses it sometimes, right? And, and then I was going to text her at 11 o'clock at night, because I really felt the conviction of God, and I'm like, I am not texting her at 11 o'clock at night. So I erased it. I did text out the whole thing, and then I erased it. So um, so anyway, um, then when I got here, and I, or I sent her a song on Saturday, and she's like, I knew she had a song, because we both have the Holy Spirit of God. So he was confirming within her and I what he wanted to do. He was telling her. He was telling me a song and he was telling her, she has a song. Okay? Twice. 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 See, twice. Praise God. That song, that the last song, that was the song. That was a song. That was a song from heaven for you guys. It wasn't a song I picked out. I woke up in the morning and the Lord, sometimes the Lord will play music in my ear and then I have to find the song. And so I find it, and then that's what it is. And then I I soak in it for, like, weeks. I'll soak in it, but this one was a week. And then I thought it was just for me, you know, at first. And then the Lord's like, no, you're taking this with you. And I'm like, okay, I'm taking this with me. And so that song was for this church. Something's moving. Something's changing. And it's to see his glory here, here on this earth, in this land. It's moving. It's changing. And to move with it, you've got to have the power of the Holy Spirit. You've got to. You, got, you can't do it within yourselves. You can't do it guessing. The Holy Spirit will talk to you. He leads you into all truths. When you don't know what else to pray for, He starts interceding for you in tongues, in spiritual languages. It's between you and God, personally sometimes they're for a a word in the church you guys got to flow you got to flow in the giftings oh you just said you're doing a study right she's doing a study on the holy spirit there are nine manifestations of the holy spirit and they are supposed to be flowing within the body of christ in the church that's what they're for So you guys feel empowered, equipped, uh, edified, strengthened, secure, and sure that when you go into the community and you have a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge for somebody in the community, you know what it feels like, what it looks like, what it sounds like, that you're not just second-guessing yourself. You know how many times I had a word for people and I thought I was placing judgment on them at first until I learned how to flow? And the giftings, and what what it sounds like when God's talking to you and wants you to manifest Himself through you, yeah. you got to practice it. You got to know it. You got to understand it. You got to be filled with His presence. The second in filling. Let's get back to Cornelius. Amen. So we're on 17. I think we're just going to start there again. Uh, now, while Peter wondered within himself, yes, okay, all right, uh, what the vision was that he had seen. Or meant, behold, the men who had been sent from Cornelius' house made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. And while they called and asked whether Simon, whose surname was Peter, was lodging there. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, oh, 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 there again, the Holy Spirit's talking to him, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the one talking to him, it's the same one. Behold, three men are seeking you. Isn't that fun to know something like that? He knew he didn't have to fear them because God was already telling them, they're coming. He will tell you. But he he he's got to be able to talk to you. And he's going to talk to you by his Holy Spirit through your spirit. You got to be filled with the Holy Spirit arise therefore go down and go with them doubting nothing for I have sent them then Peter went down to the men who had been sent to him from Cornelius and said yes I am he whom you seek for what reason have you come and they said Cornelius the centurion a just man one who honors God and has a good reputation among all the nation awesome of the Jews was divinely instructed by a holy angel to summon you to his house and to hear words from you and he invited them in and lodged them. On the next day, Peter went with them, and some brethren from Joppa accompanied him. Verse 24. And the following day, they entered Caesarea. Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together relatives and close friends. He knew it was important. He didn't take it lightly. He heard from God, and he wanted everybody he could fathom and would come to his house to come to hear. Right. He invited because he knew the Spirit of God was getting ready to talk to him. He needed something else to be able to hear the Spirit of God. You need your community. You guys should be inviting your community. The Spirit of God, man, comes to this house here at New Beginnings. You guys got to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. You guys need to hear this. You you should be telling all your neighbors. You guys got to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. You've got to come in here. Come and hear. So he invited everybody, close relatives and friends. It says, as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down on his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up, saying, "Stand up. I'm myself and also a man. We're just here to serve you. Didn't I say at the beginning? I'm just here to serve you. Nothing, nothing phenomenal here. Nothing. I'm just a person who has a mandate from God for the people. Okay? So it's God." God who stretches forth his hand to heal. God is the one who works the miraculous. And he can work it through you, too. You just got to learn to flow. You got to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. It's for every believer to perpetuate, to continue on the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. Amen? Amen? What verse I leave off with? Stand up. Okay, 27. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, you know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go, to one or go to one of another nation. But God has shown me that I should call, that I should not call any man common or unclean. So if you see somebody, I'll tell you, I did that once. Another squirrel trail, sorry. But I was driving down the road, and I had seen this guy. I thought he was, like, crazy, you know, talking to himself, laying his his arms in the air. And I thought, oh, there he is again. Oh, my goodness, that guy's crazy. And, man, the Lord showed up in my car and said, how dare you? And I'm like, what? (laughs) You know? (laughs) And he's like, why don't you start calling him redeemed? Why don't you start calling him saved? Why don't you start calling him healed and whole in the name of Jesus? I'm like, you bet I will. I'm sorry. I repented, turned around, walked away. So every time I saw that man, I started saying, oh, there's the man of the Lord. There's the man who's redeemed of the Lord. There's the man who's healed of the Lord. I'll tell you what happened after two months. That man was in his right mind walking. Amen. I'm telling you, the power of God is real. It's real. Got to do it. God to do it. Got flow in it. But I do know that people are reluctant about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I know, and I don't want you to be. I want to I talk to you about this. Don't be reluctant. Don't resist the Holy Spirit because he's coming to talk to you guys. Uh, therefore, verse 29, Therefore I came without object and as soon as I was sent for, I asked then for what reason you have sent for me. So Cornelius said, Four days ago I was fasting until this hour and in the ninth hour I prayed in my house and behold a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayers has been heard and your alms and remembrance or your offering are remembered in the sight of God. Mm, I love that. Send a Joppa. And call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon. Details. Holy Spirit told him details of what he needed to do. Details. A tanner by the sea, which is a type of uh, um, nationality, tanner by the sea. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent immediately to you, and you have done well to come. Now, therefore, we are all present before God to hear all the things God commanded God commanded you or all things commanded you by God then Peter opened his mouth and said in truth I perceive that God shows no partiality the Holy Spirit is for everybody redemption is for everybody I, it doesn't matter what sin you've done it doesn't matter even if you are still sinning because some people think they can't receive because they are still sinning I'll tell you what I couldn't have quit smoking if I didn't have the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. I couldn't have quit drinking. My husband couldn't quit drinking if he did not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. My mother couldn't quit drinking unless she didn't receive the power of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you get into trouble, you just start praying in tongues. And man, he edifies you. He strengthens you. He builds you up to walk past whatever it is it's trying to drag you back down. It is, it is the resurrection power of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead that is the power that you can walk with and it quickens your mortal body It quickens you. It strengthens you. It helps you. It builds you up to withstand in the days of temptation. To withstand when the persecution shows up and mocks you and tells you, oh, you're such a sissy, la-la, or you think you're so holy and righteous. And you're like, no, I just love God. Oh, yeah, look how good you think you are. You know, blah, blah, blah. And it just gives you that extra oomph just to say, you know what? God still loves you. God is still for you. Come on with me. You know, you want to come with me? You know, they'll throw rocks and stones at you. And you will love them you can only do that by the holy spirit you cannot do that in yourself you cannot tell me somebody can persecute you and hate you and call you all nasty things and you're still going to just love on them uh-uh it's a supernatural gift of god it's a supernatural Amen. gift of god Amen. you don't do it within yourself you do it within the empowerment of the holy spirit verse 34 now I'm on verse 35 but in every nation whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him the word of God I'm in verse 36 the word of God sent to the children of Israel preaching peace through Jesus Christ he is Lord of all so let me just say that again Jesus Christ he is Lord of all Jesus Christ who preached peace throughout Jerusalem he is Lord of all he is there may be other principalities out there. There may be other kings that are rearing their head out there. But let me tell you, Jesus Christ is Lord of all of them. And He has power and authority over every single one of them. There is absolutely nothing that can withstand the name of Jesus Christ. You've got to be empowered with the Holy Spirit. Let that resonate within you. Learn about Him, know Him. Verse 37, that word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached, which is when Jesus was baptized with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when he was baptized by John the Baptist, and the Spirit of God came and descended upon him, and then he went straight into temptation in the wilderness. You think he just did that just in his own strength? He did it in the strength of God. You walk out your salvation with fear and trembling and in the power of the Holy Spirit verse 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him God is with us God is with you God has anointed you to perpetuate the kingdom of heaven his desire is that you perpetuate the kingdom of heaven here in this community don't worry about the world right now you got to start at home first when you start at home, you go to your community. When you go to your community, you go to your city. When you go to your city, you go to, other, you go to your state. When you go to your state, you go to the nations. It starts at home. It starts at home. Pray, I just realized I'm in the nations. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. That was nice. Thank you, God. That was very sweet. Amen. Verse 39. And we are all witnesses of these things, which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree him God raised on the third day and showed him openly not to all people but to witnesses chosen before by God even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead isn't that interesting Jesus rose from the dead and he sat down and had a meal with the disciples okay I mean think about that he's not a zombie the devil tries to raise somebody from the dead he's going to be a zombie he can't think he can't speak he can't talk But you get raised from the dead, from Jesus Christ, you will be full of life. You'll be talking. You'll be proclaiming the goodness of God. You'll be living in peace and an abundant life. Verse 42. I'm almost there, you guys. Verse 42. And he commanded us to preach the people and to testify that he is who who was ordained by God to judge to be judge of the living and of the dead verse 43 to him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in his name will receive remission of sins salvation okay verse 44 while peter was still speaking these words the holy spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also now listen verse 46 for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God they believed the remission of sins salvation, redemption the Holy Spirit falls and they speak with new tongues, they are empowered by the Holy Spirit himself and they magnify God. Then Peter answered and said, Can anyone forbid water that these should be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to say a few days. Then verse 11 goes on and he tells, Peter reiterates the exact same account of what had happened with Cornelius. If you go to Acts, it talks about them when uh, at the end of John it talks about when he blows on them and he says receive the holy spirit they're being born again they're believing in jesus christ and then there's a time after they had um they were in one accord praying and and the ground was shaking and then they had tongues of clothing uh tongues of fire over their head there was a baptism of the power and of fire of the holy spirit and they talks about them speaking in tongues again because the crowd below them uh in the community thought they were all drunk because they were like, they're just, they're just drunk, out of their minds. Because it just didn't sound normal. It didn't sound natural. It's not supposed to sound normal. It's not supposed to sound natural because it's heavenly. We don't even know what the sounds of heaven sound like. We just hear a fraction of what those things sound like. But you guys are all redeemed. I've seen you all here before. You're all redeemed. You've all been bought again by the blood of Jesus Christ. And if you haven't been born again and you want to be born again, I remember some of the kids in the back before I wasn't sure. I know somebody came up for salvation last time I was here. Yeah. All right. So actually, really, if there is anybody, I am going to call you out. I am going to call you down because it is a big deal. It's not something to hide within your heart. It's something that you proclaim from the rooftop. It's something that you uh, do in front of others because it does hold you accountable. (laughs) It makes you, hey, didn't you ask Jesus into your heart? Well, okay, yeah. You know, I mean, we're all there. I asked Jesus into my heart and walked away, you know, and did my own thing for a little bit, and I came back again, and then I got what I would call so saved, you know. I mean, I was saved. (laughs) There was no going back for me. But, so. Does anybody need to ask Jesus Christ to be born again for the remission of sins? Anybody? Because if you do, now is the opportunity because things are moving and things are changing and I don't want you to miss the boat. Is everybody okay? Everybody's good. You guys good in the back? You guys okay back there? Yes? Don't look over, I'm looking right at you. <laughs> are you okay? Are you redeemed by the blood of God? Are you redeemed by the blood of God? If you're not sure, you want to be sure, come on up. Because it's a big deal. It really is a big deal. And God loves you, and it's the only way you're going to get into heaven. You guys okay? Okay. All right. Do it at home later with your mom if you want, with your mom and dad. But be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Seriously. Because you can't have what we're about to do without it. So then I want to know who wants to be Empowered with the baptism of the Holy Spirit With the evidence of speaking in tongues Adam can I get the song please Oh sorry Sarah sorry I apologize I thought Adam was here I'm sorry And if you want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit Come on down and we're going to get you Baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues And anybody who has been filled With the Holy Spirit can you come down And please stand here and pray in tongues And as people come up Just pray for them Anybody, mom, Jim, anybody who's been filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues because things are moving and things are changing. And if you want to be filled, please come down and be filled. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Do you have something? Okay. Are you all filled? You guys are all filled. With the evidence of speaking in tongues, you're filled. Then pray. Pray in the Spirit. Let's get into one accord. Thank you, Jesus. Something is moving. Something is moving. And it's the Spirit of God in this place. He's calling you. He's calling you to this heavenly gift. This is a heavenly gift. Pray in the Spirit if you're filled. Pray in the Spirit. And if you're not filled, please come down. Anybody. Else?